Hello, and welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, covering the graphics market online, in print, and in person. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest for episode 42 is Brianna Duckworth, who owns Breeze Print Company with her husband in Woodstock, Georgia. Now, Brianna is a busy mom who loves making personalized products, so how do you make those two things work in harmony? Before we find out, we'll talk to Jenna Sackett, the brand activation manager for Stalls, the sponsor of this episode. Hey, Jenna, it's good to have you on board here today to talk about, I'm really excited about this topic, actually, (laughs) because uh, we're going to talk about setting up your workspace for organization and efficiency. So give us some uh, tips on setting up your workspace. Yeah, thanks, Dragon. I'm super excited to be here. Um, Efficiency is always a really big topic. Um, So some tips um, that I always recommend is keeping your heat press accessories like easily available uh, because depending on what type of transfers that you are um, heat applying or maybe a garment type that you're heat applying, it can always vary what type of platen you might need or heat press pillow or cover sheet. Uh, So one thing that I always recommend is keeping those things next to your heat press at all times so they're easy grabs because you never know whenever they're going to uh, come in handy. And another really great tip um, from a lot of our customers is keeping our application instructions handy as well. Um, There are so many different heat transfers out there in the industry, right? Um, And they all require different recipes as far as time, temperature, and pressure goes. Mm -hmm. So one thing we love to provide our customers with is ensuring that you have all of your application instructions handy. So we print out a um, sign vinyl like poster type thing that you can either put on your table next to you or your heat presses or put it up on the wall. So those instructions are always handy and right there in front of you really takes out having to try to memorize everything, right? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, It's something that we continue to provide in our uh, marketing kits for customers that are are just getting started. Typically, they'll get started with that kit and have a variety of different transfers to test out, see which is going to be the best fit for their heat printing jobs. And Mm -hmm. all those application instructions are just right there for them. Okay. And where's the best place for them to go to to find those, to find stalls first and then to find those kind of those tips? any of our social media platforms like Instagram, our Facebook page, or even our YouTube channel. We um, continue to grow in our subscribers because we're seeing that a lot of um, viewers are finding a benefit in keeping up with our videos because they are so informative and just help them keep their business on track. Okay, and so the best place to go, what is the best website address? stalls.com okay s-t-a-h-l-s.com that's correct okay perfect thanks again for your time today jenna of course thank you all right bye-bye and we're back with brianna duckworth of breeze print company hi brianna it's great to have you here uh with the graphics profiles podcast and um thanks for joining us today hey thanks for having me Of course. So tell me a little bit about your background, how you got started and how the business has evolved from there. 
So my background, I'm actually, my degree is in commercial photography. Okay. I learned Photoshop back, way back in the day. I learned design through there. In California, in my early 20s, I worked in a professional photo lab and for some architectural photographers as their assistant. So they brought in a wide format Epson printer. So I was kind of familiar with the process of using larger equipment for printing. Um, Basically, I worked there for a while, two years, and then I moved back to Georgia to get married. Mm -hmm. I had twins and then I couldn't continue to work because daycare for twins is too expensive. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I started selling on eBay, figured I had to make money somehow. As the kids got a little bit older and went off to elementary school, I volunteered for PTA and the person that was doing the spirit wear, it was just, it wasn't good. I was like, I can do a better job than this. I taught myself Corel in the meantime, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, started researching how to do it. Basically, um, we knew there was screen printing, which eventually down the road, we tried a little bit, dabbled with it, but it wasn't our thing. Um, but we knew we had to buy a piece of equipment or a couple pieces of equipment to do what we wanted to do. Okay, so where do we go? What do we want to do? We knew we want to do shirts and promotional items, smaller promotional items, nothing like trophies or anything like that. Decals, uh, banners, stuff like that. So we decided to buy a Roland VS540. And we also got a Max Heat Press. This was about 10 years ago. Okay. They're both still kicking to this day. Great investment. Then we started selling on Etsy because we were doing like some baseball jerseys and spirit wear, school spirit wear and stuff like that. But we didn't want to do just one thing. So we started doing like custom shirts and I'm trying to think what else we sold on Etsy back in the day, decals, wall decals, all kinds of custom items on there. Yeah. We worked out of our dining room in a spare bedroom and eventually it took off and somebody had asked us to do um, print a pattern on vinyl for them so they could cut it on their own machine. And that really took off. We, I'd done some research and there was nobody doing it at the time. This like I said, 10 years, 10 years ago. Yeah. So I just started listing and within two years, we became a top 1% seller on Etsy. About a year after that, we started a website and then almost four years ago, we opened a retail location with a warehouse. So. Okay. I got you. And I have a couple of follow-up questions for you real quick, you know, regarding the fact that you did commercial photography, you you knew Photoshop, you were introduced to wide format printing through that commercial photography. What what prepared you as a commercial photographer? Because that seems like a good place to start if you're going to deal with imaging of any type. That's probably a good background to have. So what what did you bring from the kind of having a photographer's eye to that, to a printing market? Color and composition, really. Um, also, like I said, I, they taught me Photoshop back in, this was the mid to late 90s. So not a lot of people knew how to use Photoshop back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I would just say the composition, placement of things, making things look good. Um, rule of thirds, I think, is probably the most important of everything I learned in college for design. Mm-hmm. But then working for the lab, you know, I learned the darkroom part of it. I learned the printing part of it. I've learned all kinds of things. Okay. And you know, regarding Etsy, I, I think what what I'm hearing here is, you know, whether you sell through Etsy or, you know, you're, you're just selling from a brick and mortar, whatever the case might be, that finding what that 
what that missing link is, because it sounds like you found a missing link, something that nobody was really doing and there was a demand for it. So that seems like kind of a lesson to learn from your Etsy experience. Would you say that's correct? For sure. I mean, we had gotten samples of some heat transfer vinyl when we first started out that had patterns on them, but the print quality was terrible. The material was terrible. This was a long time ago. And these Rollins, they just print so beautifully and clean that we knew that we could do better. Yeah. So we started printing on heat transfer vinyl, um, matte and gloss outdoor vinyl, indoor vinyl. We print wrapping paper too, actually. For a little bit there, we were printing on faux leather, but because of COVID, it's, we can't get the same material that I was using. But really the patterns took off and we have thousands of them. Okay. So Kumba, what is your main sales platform now? Or is it, is it your own e-commerce? Yes, I'd say our website. I mean, we're still on Etsy, but their fees are pretty high. So we've tried to back away from there a little bit. How do you get the word out about um, the fact that you do offer a variety of different services, whether it's print or materials, whatever the case is? Everything has been word of mouth. And I think SEO. SEO is huge. Um, mm -hmm. You have to make sure that you have your alt text and everything and on all your pictures, just so you show up in Google. Google is the key. I mean, if you can get ranked high enough on there, your stuff will sell. Okay. So what, what have you been doing um, from an SEO standpoint to help your rankings? So to get the rank up on Google, um, we use Shopify, which has been a blessing. We used a different company before for our website and we switched over to Shopify because they have so many apps available. Um, I've downloaded probably 10 different apps that cover different things like alt text tags, um, make sure that you have images on everything, good keywords and the title, the description. Yeah. The search engine listing is what is what I'm looking for. Make sure that you have a good description in there with keywords. And that's really all I do. I don't do much else for the SEO. It seems to have worked for us. We show up pretty high in a lot of things. Just make sure that the tags, you have the, the tags for what exactly it is and it gets you up there. Do you think it helps that you're on Etsy and, and some other platforms? I do. We've actually, a lot of our customers converted over from Etsy to our website. Um, we tend to keep our prices a little lower on the website. Yeah. They do advertising, but I really find that the majority majority of our sales and the people that find our website come from Google or a similar type of browser. Okay. And how are you ensuring that the customer gets what they think they're getting? In other words, I could see something on screen and go, wow, I really like those colors. But then if I receive it and I'm it, the colors are off, I might go, well, that's not what I saw. That, <laughs> have you found some ways to control that particular aspect of the quality? It does happen um, occasionally. It's We try to get it, what you see on the screen is true to color. RGB does the best with that, um, converting it to RGB. But I mean, every material prints different. We have a disclaimer and you know, not every material prints the exact same due to different print profiles or white points of the material. Um, you know, matte heat transfer vinyl is gonna print less vibrant than gloss outdoor vinyl. So we try to be very open with people that, you know, I mean, they might order two of the same thing in different materials. It's going to look a little bit different, but we do try to get it as close as possible to what they see on the screen. Of course, there's always monitor differences as well. So if you're looking on your phone and your phone's turned way up, it might look a little bit different than if you're looking on your computer screen on a laptop where it depends on the angle of 
where your screen is. So, I mean, it does come about a little bit, but it's not usually a huge issue. It's not far off enough to where people go, this is terrible. Right. Uh, Do you have profiles for all of your materials? Yes, we do. Okay. So I would assume you run into kind of maybe off color or odd materials. Do you, how do you do a profile for that? Do you do a custom profile or do you match it to something that you know that is pretty close to it? How, How do you do that from a profile standpoint? Well, so we don't have the little scanner thing to create the profile ourselves. Um, okay. to do it and it, without one. And it was, it was pretty difficult, but all these companies, these manufacturers have profiles already made. So I usually find one that just works really well with the material where it's not muddy. It's not blotchy. There's almost always one out there that will work with every material that we've used. Yeah. I'm just wondering how you kind of narrow that down. It's, there's usually a little bit of a process. Um, I'll get onto the Roland website and the profile center and download some, like there seem to be great. The ones that Roland creates themselves have worked for the majority of the materials we use, even sometimes better than the ones that the manufacturer of the material created. So mm-hmm. I tend to run a lot of the generic ones for like the outdoor vinyls and stuff, but the one that I've had the most trouble with is glitter heat transfer vinyl. Okay. Yeah. It just, because it absorbs the ink so much that yeah. that's the hardest. And even from stalls, theirs just didn't do what I wanted it to do. And they, their profiles are usually pretty great, but that one. So I've played around with it and learned how to change the settings in there and stuff to make it to where the contrast and the color that I want, but it's, it's definitely a process. There's a lot of material wasted trying to figure it all out, but once you get it figured out, then it's, it's good. Yeah. So what do you think the keys have been to the growth of the business? I mean, obviously we kind of touched on it from the standpoint that you found something that wasn't being, there was a need that wasn't being met. Right. Are, are there any of the keys to that growth for you? I mean, Etsy was really what, what took off for us. I would say just putting our product out there yeah. is the main thing. Um, not super exciting or anything like that, but it worked and it worked well. It's not what it was five or eight years ago, but just because we were able to go from there to the next step and the next level, it changed the game, I guess you could say. Right. So from a kind of a business management standpoint, what are some things that you've learned, you know, to make sure that the business is running smoothly, that your procedures are efficient, um, you know, because obviously y'all are, y'all are printing and using heat presses. Are there processes that you've been able to implement to make that more efficient and also keep an eye on quality too, obviously? Yeah. So I'm very, I have a very particular schedule during my day. Basically the first thing I come in and do is print. So if there is a flaw or something like that, I can redo it by the end of the day. I print in large batches of type of material. So there's less waste. Um, of course, there's a curing and drying time before I can package anything up with the printed material at least. So during that time, that's when I work on the custom orders or you know shirts. If I have to make shirts, that's when I'll make my shirts or um, any other type of orders I can fill that are not printed. I use that time. Then at the end of the day, we package up, fill all the orders. Doing it that way, it also creates basically almost triple checking orders on its own, because by looking through the orders, I send it to print. 
I know how many are supposed to be there. Then when it goes to get picked and pulled and all the production part of that, that's somebody else checking the the quantity and the making sure it's right, the right pattern, the right color, everything like that. And then when it gets packaged up, then that's a triple check right there. So it, it definitely helps with order errors, things missing from orders. Um, that seems to be my best practice. It's kind of tedious, but at the same time, it, it does work. Mm-hmm. And how, how do y'all fulfill the orders? If it's printed, we go through the list and search by material type and then send it to the print, like I said, in batches just to cut down on waste and having to change large rolls of vinyl all the time. Um, we basically, I mean, we print out the invoices and then separate them by material type. So it's we can go through and say, okay, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here, set it aside if we need to, if it's waiting on a different material type. And then actually is shipo for shipping, it connects my website and Etsy, and I can just print shipping labels straight from there. It's been great. So you have a lot of different packaging types, I assume. Mm-hmm. Luckily, most of like the vinyl and stuff will fit in one size box. So, but I mean, we have, we have large shelves full of different size of boxes for different things. And of course we get a good box that comes in we try to reuse it, but we ship out every day. We ship out uh, UPS and post office. Is there some way that you're keeping your shipping costs down? Because I noticed that you have free shipping on orders of $49 or more, but that's a cost that you have that is there a way to control that, that you found. Um, We do get the discounted by ordering the labels through Shippo or Shopify. We get discounted commercial rates, which helps. I hate to say it, but free shipping is usually built into the cost. So Mm, one way or or another, um, it's it's not my favorite thing to offer, but I know that it brings repeat customers. So in the end, it does create more money. Okay, so y'all do a, a wide variety of different types of products. Are there are there certain products that you're finding that are pretty hot right now, and some that maybe aren't? Yes, I mean there's always there's always a demand for vinyl because there's a especially after COVID, everybody bought a cricket or a silhouette. They had time to sit down and learn how to use them. Um, yeah. So that part of the business has not died. It is very seasonal. Probably July through December is always the busiest time of the year. Custom gifts, November, December, Mother's Day, Father's Day, things like that. Vinyl is probably more popular around the big holidays, whereas the gifts are more popular around the giving holidays. I'm sure. There's different types of, of vinyl, especially that come and go with popularity. Like right now, everybody loves the puff vinyl that we sell. I mean, we sell a very large variety of products. Sublimation is really big right now. DTF is taking off. We don't have a DTF printer, but we we work with stalls for that um, if our customers need some. Okay. That technology, I think, is going to be the next big thing. It already is turning into that, but I think there's still room for it to grow. I don't know. Sometimes there's like, it's not cured properly. You have an oily print or, you know, humidity. And there's just a lot of factors that affect a really perfect DTF print. And I think that there's room for improvement in it. So we haven't taken the plunge to buy our own, but eventually that would probably be our next edition. Okay. I kind of want to get back to the e-commerce here for a second. And how did you, how did you establish that on your website? What did it take to set up e-commerce for you? A lot. <laughs> Every listing takes a lot of time. It's and we have thousands. Um, Shopify was definitely a blessing. It 
really was just the fact that you don't have to know coding. I mean, you get on there, you can add your products, add your collections and enter some information and boom, you have a website, but listing, listing things is even to this day, it's still, it's a tedious task. I try to set myself a goal to list four new things a day. Yeah. And I don't always eat that just because of how the day might go, but that's my goal every day is to list four new things. And that's probably just changing everything and loading pictures and watermarking. It's probably a five minute per listing process, if not more sometimes. And then to get them on Etsy as well, if I want them on Etsy. So then that's double duty. So, yeah. but Shopify has been a godsend basically just, I can add an app and all of a sudden it's on TikTok. I can add an app and it's on Instagram. We're actually in the process of starting another website of just our custom stuff. So that's our new thing. Um, yeah. So when is that new website going to be ready? Do you think? Um, it's already set up, but we, we don't have a tent on there yet. Really. It's the photographing the product is the big thing for that, which I know somebody that can do that, but um, it's finding the time to do that as well. Um, it's already active. It's just password protected right now until I can get some more stuff on there and make sure that everything is set up properly. But hopefully within the next couple of weeks, it's going to be like custom shirts, tumblers, cutting boards, laser engraved goods. I don't even know what else we're putting on there at this time. So is that going to be more consumer oriented as opposed to a targeted craft market oriented site? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Same type of thing. You'll use Shopify e-commerce capabilities. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, I can't wait to see how that turns out, you know, and um, what how, what's going into your uh, thinking as far as what products to offer and, you know, because um, you want to make sure that people are going to be interested in the first place that they're going to see stuff and go, wow, I'd really like something like that. What's going into your thinking as far as setting that up? Trends. People like funny stuff. I try to keep a little humor in the product. I look at things that are aesthetically pleasing. So for a, let's just say a, uh, a candle, like a glass candle is kind of boring, but you can have a laser engraved candle that's metal. It's a little flashier, looks nicer. It's just things like that. Just what looks better? What will pop more when people see it? Yeah. How, how are you going to get the word out for that to, to more of a consumer market? That one, I'm actually going to try to be better with social media about. Okay. Um, definitely Instagram. TikTok is huge. I need to get one of my kids to teach me how to use TikTok better. But <laughs> you think I was super old, but I'm just not technologically inclined that way. Um, but definitely social media. I think for any kind of consumer product is the way to go. Okay. So you'll be leveraging that a lot more than you have been. Yes. I think that with, with the other side of our business, it's definitely word of mouth, but with, you know, consumer products, like you said, gifts, things like that they'll see something and they go, Oh, I have to have that. It's more spur of the moment type of purchase. It's, it's going to be called farmed in fashion. So you have a little bit of um, the fashion, meaning the clothing, but then also creations basically. I, I really appreciate your time today and, you know, sharing with us your experience over the years and, you know, the struggles and, um, and the victory. So thanks again for joining us and keep us updated on what's going on at uh, Breeze Print Company. I appreciate it. And thanks for talking to me. And thanks again to our guest, Brianna Duckworth, and to our sponsor, Stalls. 
Look for Brianna and Breeze Print Company at breezecrafts.com and stalls at stalls.com. That's S-T-A-H-L-S.com. If you're looking for perspectives, education, tips, tricks, news, videos, and more, all focused on your business and connecting you to experts in the field, your peers, suppliers, and manufacturers, go to graphics-pro.com. And for convenient regional events catering to graphics professionals across America, check out graphics-pro-expo.com. You can find this podcast at your favorite platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can also browse the archives at graphics-pro.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, adios, amigos.